Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. This is episode 62. Um, We're going to continue to have dialogues in this college football offseason. You know, just something that... Like I said, spark dialogue back and forth. We're going to talk things out before we start predicting and lying and all that. Still not quite lying season. Not yet. We're getting close, though. But it's still not time to start lying. We need to have truthful dialogues because uh, dialogues is what drafts, what drafts college football, honestly. Uh, and as Virginia Tech Hokie fans, I think, some, I think uh, we got two fringe groups. In our fan base, you got skies falling, everything is fucked up, hoagies, and then you got blind, orange and maroon sunglasses wearing, you know, everything is roses, everything will be all right. We got those guys too, so we need to have a come to church meeting. This is a come to Jesus moment. This is a, you know, we can, this is a come to church podcast, you know. We're going to bring everybody together. Hopefully everybody can see, you know. Hopefully we can all talk it out and be friends at the end of the day. Uh, I get accused of being both, you know. I don't consider myself a Sky's Falling fan. I don't consider myself a, a homer. If something is fucked up, I'll say it's fucked up. If, some, if, if something's lacking, I'm going to say it's lacking. If something's going great, I'm going to say it's going great. If you know if this person's fucking up, I'ma say he's fucking up. If this person's doing great, I'ma say he's doing great. Um, so you know, all the people that accuse me of being this or that, hey, I'm just a mirror. You know, I don't got a cut car. I'm just a mirror. You just hold the shit up and that's what it is. So if it's bad, I'ma just say it's bad. I'm like, I ain't got no reason to start lying, you know. I don't I don't lie to my listeners. Um, pretty much. If you're new here, if, if you're new to Donvi Fridays or you're new to any of the content I put out, one thing I don't do is, is I don't sugarcoat and I don't lie. So, you know, and I don't sell dreams and I don't, you know, just wave the pom-poms. Like, all I am is a mirror. I, you just hold it up and that's your reflection. That's what I am. So, I just thought I'd, for the new people, for the new folks, all the OG listeners, I ain't even talking to y'all. Y'all already know uh, how we get down. Uh... But since I started the podcast, I get asked all all the time. I get asked like who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, especially when I'm picking college football. But I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everybody. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to me, and I know they'll be good to you. They've been hooking them. They've been hooking. My listeners up, visit mybookie.ag in the promo code Virginia. That's right, Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, greatest state in this nation. When creating your account to claim your 50% bonus, laying down $100, now you got an extra dollar, extra $50 in play. 
That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code Virginia. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, before before I get into uh, before I get into the whole you know Virginia Tech discussion, which probably everybody's here for, <laughs> I made an Instagram. I finally, after all these years of ducking and dodging, and I ain't gonna make no Instagram. I did make an Instagram. You can follow me at uh, donv757 underscore. It's the same as my Twitter. I'm following everybody back. Um, yeah, just follow me and I got you. Like, Unless you like a porn bot or a goofball or something, I, I'm pretty much following everybody back because I ain't got... like Instagram is different from Twitter because Instagram is less opinions, more pictures. So even if you post pictures of your dog or your cat or just your your, your struggle ass plates where you can't cook and you cooked your broccoli out of the can, you got canned broccoli and shake and bake and all that bullshit. You wanna pay you wanna post your struggle plates with your non-cooking ass, I I'll watch I'll look at them. It's not a problem. Just follow me on Instagram at DonV757 underscore. Now underscore. Now be warned. I'm not on Instagram to post my plates. I'm not on Instagram uh, to show that I ate Mexican food last night. I'm not on Instagram. So y'all, I don't have kids. I don't got no kids. Not one. So they, I ain't going to post no kids. I'm not on Instagram for y'all to show. I don't drink. So I'm not on Instagram to show y'all my mimosas or my martinis or whatever it is y'all do on Friday and Saturday nights at the bar. I'm not here to post that. I'm not even there to post. I might post y'all some old photos of me. I might post a current photo of me from time and time again. I'm up there to creep, man. Listen, if y'all can't, if y'all follow my Instagram thinking that y'all about to see some shit that y'all not gonna see on Twitter, think again. I'm up there to creep, man. It's too many beautiful women on the gram. I'm just up there to look at the women. I. Let's just put the shit out on the table. Let's put all our cards on the table. I feel like uh, I could be honest with the church. And I could stand in front of the congregation and say, listen, I'm up there to look at the women. Uh, I love women. I love looking at women. So that's why I'm on Instagram. That is the sole reason. That is the only reason why I'm on Instagram. I went my whole life thinking it was nothing on Twitter. Yeah, it was nothing on Instagram that I didn't see on Twitter, and then I made an Instagram and was sorely mistaken. I had been lied to and hoodwinked. It is way more beautiful women on Instagram than it is on Twitter, maybe because it's more, way more photographs than words. So, listen, I put it out on the table. I'm up there for women. I'm up there to look at the women. I don't mind looking at your plates, your struggle plates, your non-cooking asses. Post your plates and your kids. Listen. I honestly don't give a shit that your kid graduated kindergarten. Bravo. Education is everything. But I'm here to look at titties. It is what it is. But follow me on Instagram at DonV757 underscore. Um, let's talk Virginia Tech, man. Let's talk, let's talk some Hokies. So we're going into a 2019-2020 campaign. And we're coming off a losing season. We're coming off a season where we had to reschedule. We had to cancel a game due to a hurricane, the ECU game. And um, 
we had to make that game up with Marshall. You know, we had first we had to beat UVA just to have an opportunity to reschedule the game with Marshall. We would have had to pay them money had we lost. All that to get bowl eligible. We had to do all we had to move heaven and earth to get bowl eligible. To lose to Cincinnati. Cincinnati took their backup quarterback and took the football and shoved it in our left nostril. And we lost the football game. We lost the military bowl to Cincinnati, which it seems like we play Cincinnati all the fucking time. But we lost to Cincinnati. And um a lot of people a lot of people are down on the program that, you know the Everybody, we've had that discussion about the transfer portal. I don't even want to talk about that no more. But this is a make-or-break season. This is a make-or-break year, not just for Justin Fuente or, you know, you know the usual suspects, above Foster or Justin Fuente, even the players at Ryan Willis or Dax Holyfield. This is a make-or-break year for the logo, Virginia Tech football. I'm going to get into it, but this is a make or break. I'm talking about this is serious business. A lot of people think, oh, no, no family. We're standing it. Look, we're going to bring everything to the front of the church. Um, I'm plugged into college football culture. Like, I live and breathe college football. So, I got a handle on who got the juice. You know, you can kind of look at the offseason. In the offseason, there's tons of college football accounts now. They're run by random people, you know. They're just run by people, and they're just college football. They post a lot of polls. They post a lot of what-ifs. They post a lot of dream scenarios, and, you know, they po it's a lot of content these, these college football Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts post, and, um, I'm starting to see more and more like Virginia Tech not showing up on these lists. Or if they are showing up, it's on a, or oh, these are the shitty teams list. And our national reputation, which has been re really good, I'm going to say that. Virginia Tech's reputation nationally for a non traditional program, for a non traditional power, blue blood, whatever you want to call it. Is has been really good outside of the state of Virginia. Whatever the perception is in the state, it's different outside the state. Like, especially since I moved away, um, I moved out of Virginia. Like, people in D.C. that's from D.C. Maryland, it's a very strong brand. Uh, people in Florida recognize Virginia Tech. People in North and South Carolina recognize. People in Pennsylvania recognize Virginia Tech. A lot of people know about Virginia Tech on the East Coast. There's people in Texas. People in Texas. Nice, decent, hokey following out there. And they're not alumni. And they're not people that, uh, you know, went to the school, stuff like that. It's just people that just seen what we were doing when we under the Frank Beamer years. Saw what we was doing. Started following the program and, you know, became fans. Um, I don't know how we what we look like on the West Coast. But I've seen numerous, like, people say, yeah, I'm a Virginia Tech fan, and they be from Florida, Georgia. Like I said, the Carolinas, uh, Tennessee, East Tennessee, albeit, but, you know, Tennessee, people from Pennsylvania, people from New York, 
people from the Midwest be Hokies fans and just, you know, because we had a national brand. And I think uh, when you're not a traditional power, you can't have dormant years like that. It can go away from you really fast. Uh, your brand power can slip really fast. And you can have no clout out here. And I think Virginia Tech is losing their national clout. Uh, so this is a very, 2019 is very important for not only Justin Fuente, not only Bud Foster, not only some of the players that's trying to make their money in the NFL. This is big for the logo. This is big for Virginia Tech football. Uh, it's it's ten wins a bus, and it's not just ten wins. Uh, it's got to be. We got to look like a team with a pulse out there. I got to see juice, energy. It's not just about wins at this point. We got to save our reputation. Period. Um, there's some people that don't want to hear that. There's some people that think that we just good money, um, because they probably don't go outside of their neighborhood much and maybe in their neighborhood and in their bubble or inside their house virginia tech is the most popping shit but that shit is slipping outside of the outside of southwest virginia outside of the state of virginia it's starting to slip i'm not saying it's dead we're not a dead program but we're slipping i'll i'll be the one to say it because you know a lot of people don't want to be the person to take the criticism. They don't want to be the one to take the bullets. They don't want to be the one to take the knives. You know, from from the from the all everything is great fans. I'll take those bullets. I'll take those knives. I'll be the one to say it. I don't have a problem being that person. So, you know, I'll get I'll probably get some mentions from people saying they don't like me. They don't want to listen no more. That's fine. This is a truth podcast. I'm nothing but the mirror. I just you just hold the mirror up, and that's just what it is. So I'll take those bullets. You know I'm built for it. But uh, I think this is a huge, 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 very important season for Virginia Tech football going forward. Um, it's just a huge season. I ten. I think ten win. Ten wins is not asking something. That's not an impossible task. Some fans might think that's unrealistic. Unrealistic. How could you expect a team that had a losing season last year to to go out there and win 10 games? We got the easiest schedule in FBS. If not the top five easiest schedule. We We play the likes of Wake Forest, Rhode Island, ODU. It's... Boston College and, and yeah, Boston College got a great running back. Boston College is not a great team. It's a bad schedule. We need to win ten games and look somewhat dominant in these games. And when we do play Notre Dame, Miami, or UVA, uh, I'm gonna need this team to look like they have a pulse and not just roll over and play dead and get their ass kicked like. I'm going to need them when they play Notre Dame or Miami to win one of those. Don't go out there and just get your ass flexed and just, well, those were the hard games, so of course we were supposed to lose those. You got to win one of them motherfuckers. Please, one of them. That's where we at, you know? So 
the 10 wins go without saying. But don't just go out there and then, okay, when we play Miami and when we play Notre Dame or when we play UVA, who's, I mean, some of y'all can sit up here and lie to yourselves and act like UVA is not a threat. For, for right now, they got the juice. UVA is bringing back the talent. They got the quarterback that they think is the second best in the conference. They got a defense that they feel confident in. They feel like they got one of the best secondaries. If you act like UVA is just another, like this is just a bum-ass UVA that we just going to walk all over, you already, you already done lost. Like, you already off the Bobby and Whitney. Like, let's be realistic. Let's have a realistic dialogue about this. UVA is a threat. Yeah, we beat them 15 years in a row. Uh, none of that shit going to matter on Black Friday. No, no past game or no past uh, outcome can help you, you know, play a future game. So... Yes, I'm counting UVA as as we sit here in June. Of course, they can look like some shit, and they can have been a fraud the whole time. And I'll admit that I can I can come right back up here and say, "Ha ha, I was tripping. I thought UVA was gonna be something." But as of as it stands, as, and from what they return, UVA got a little squad coming back. I'm, they're not Clemson or nothing like that. They're not nothing crazy or nothing we can't beat. But they do got a squad coming back, and that is a team we do need to take seriously this year. Um, I thought I'd say that, but so when we play UVA, Miami, Notre Dame, I got to see a pulse, man. I, if they just roll over and play dead in the three games that people outside of the state of Virginia is going to watch, throw the whole coaching staff away. Uh, that's just me being real. If you're going to look like some shit, if you're going to beat up on Rhode Island and then turn around and play dead against Notre Dame, like, dog, throw the, throw the staff away. Like, seriously, because this is year four. This is year four. So my expectations, going back to expectations, were, is the coaching staff have their team, everything's in place, and we are rocking and rolling. But we have the roster of a coaching staff that's in their first and second season. That's just the facts. And we can blame the transfer portal of millennials, and we can blame all this shit and Frank Beamer players. We can blame everybody and everything. But the truth is our coaching staff that's in their fourth season has the roster of a team that's in their second season. That's the facts. Get mad at me all you want. Um, but i like to take a second to introduce our friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find a deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the bang, the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, a yellow dot good deals, a red dot not so good deals. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two bills at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Seat Geek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. And we don't just got tickets. We got receipts. So, there's been this ongoing back and forth. Now, I don't want to call it a back and forth. But, um, one of my favorite follows at Hunkerdown Hokie. And he has a podcast. It's called The Two Minute Drill Field. Uh, I would 
I, I would I would highly recommend you listen to Two Minute Drill Field. I don't know all the platforms he's on. I think he I think I he think he is on Google and iTunes. Or if not, follow him at Honker Down Hokey. I'm pretty sure he can provide you all the links you need. So you can listen to his podcast and follow his content because he's one of the best Virginia Tech content creators we have. Um but I don't follow recruiting like I once did. I, I follow it, but I don't, I'm not like deep delved into it, you know, because it, recruiting is stressful for a fan like me. Because once again, we go back to the word expectations. I expect certain, I expect certain things. I expect better. And when I see it, when I see uh, we don't reach certain expectations, I'll voice my opinion and just take knives and bullets and um, a lot of people say, I don't want to follow you no more because, you know, and I I don't, even though I'm, I can take the bullets, I can take the knives, I don't want people to think that I, I just like to just ride the staff all day. Like, I just like to shit on the staff or shit on people who's trying. They're trying, but, you know, not doing well. So... I don't I don't want my account, I don't want, you know, my persona to be the person that just shits on the staff all the time. So I started to fall back on the recruiting. Like, all right, let me not talk recruiting like I maybe I shouldn't talk recruiting as much. You know, because it, it obviously turns people off. They'll get mad at me, but they won't get mad at, you know, the results, which is ass backwards, honestly. But uh Hunker Down Hokey. He had posted a recruiting ranking. It might have been a week ago. He might have. I think he talked about it on his podcast a week ago, two weeks ago. And Virginia Tech currently had the 68th recruiting class. It's June. They're not going to end with the 68th recruiting class. That's what everybody told me, right? And I'm just like, that's crazy, though. I mean, like, we was up there with South Alabama. Like, South Alabama at the time had a better recruiting class than Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, we talking about. So, for reference, when I was gonna, when I when I was prepping to do this podcast, I said, let me make sure, let me just check, see if it's still the sixty eight class. We could talk about some stuff. Virginia Tech currently, it is June. They have the eighty third ranked recruiting class. Eighty three. Army. It's 82. Army. The, I might call them the midshipmen. What are the Army people? What are they? The Army Knights? Golden Knights? I don't know what the... I think they... No, that's UCF. Whatever Army is. God bless the troops. This ain't nothing against the troops. Army is a fucking service academy. And they are currently, they are currently recruiting better than Virginia Tech. Listen, man, you can use all the excuses you want with limited scholarships. Uh, uh, what Justin Fuente say? Oh, we have to be picky with this class. Oh, you know, we that is poor. It's poor. It's poor. It's poor roster management. It's poor recruiting. I don't care how you spend it. It is poor fucking recruiting. It's piss poor recruiting, man. Uh, that's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Four commits. It's June. Four commits. 
No offense alignment or defense alignment. I come on these podcasts. I come on my live streams. I get on my timeline every day. And I beat the fucking table. And I don't give a fuck who gets mad. I beat the table and say we need to get more defensive linemen, especially interior defensive linemen. And what do we do? We always in the we always landing like receivers. We always landing corners. Uh, we got a we got a quarterback commit and running backs. And you cannot compete at a high level in a Power Five conference without offensive and defensive alignment. I don't give a fuck what conference you're in. Maybe the maybe the Big Twelve you can get away with not recruiting defensive alignment or being stacked on offensive line and defensive line. People always want to retort to me about stars. Oh, we got this many four stars. Listen, if you new here, you got to be new here. If anybody listens to this and say, oh, but Don V, we got as many four stars on the roster as ever before, or whatever the fuck people say. Listen, I don't give a fuck. And I want to be clear. If you got children listening to this, turn the volume down and tell them to get out the room. I don't give a fuck about stars. The stars mean nothing to me. You know what's when a, when a, when a kid commits to your school and he gets on that first on that practice field for the first day in the fall camp or in the spring camp, his stars go out the fucking window. They don't mean shit. He either can play or he can't play. I don't care about stars. People people think good recruiting means that you got a bunch of four stars and five stars. You can have a bunch of four stars and five stars and have a bad recruiting class. Let's talk, let's talk recruiting. Because a lot of people don't know what recruiting is. They think recruiting is you stockpile four stars and five stars, and a three star is a bad player, and a two star is a bad player, and a five star is a good player. No. The difference between a five star and a three star is the five star should be able to play as a freshman. The three star probably needs to red shirt, get stronger, get taller, uh, get faster or whatever. But by year three, they both can be a star on the team. By junior year, they or redshirt sophomore year, they both can contribute. That's the difference between the five star and the three star. That's the only difference. Now, a two star might need a lot of development. A one star, probably major development. But this idea that a five star is this great player and this three star is this bum is crazy to me. It ain't about that. It ain't about stars. So when people say we got a lot of four, four stars on the team, as much four stars. Listen, do you got depth? Can can somebody get hurt? And do you feel confident in the next person coming in? If not, you don't got a good team. It don't matter how many fucking four stars you got on the roster. You can have eight four-star receivers because we got a lot of four-star receivers. What good is that going to do you if you don't got a good line? To, to, give, to give your quarterback time to get the ball to these four-star receivers. And I'm not saying we don't have a bad offensive line, but if if what good is having a, four, a bunch of four-star DBs if you don't have a, a pass rush? It, it don't do you no good. And right now we struggle on the defensive line. Like, it's, it's, it's almost JUCO level. It's, a, it's FCS level defensive line depth. And this is what we're relying on to survive in the ACC. So if we can have a four-star safety here, a four-star corner there, even a Dax Holyfield four-star linebacker. That's three four-stars right there. But what? But if you got FCS-level depth at the defensive line, it don't mean shit. 
That's poor recruiting. Yeah, you got four stars on the team, but what does that mean at the end of the day? Nothing. So when I look at the 83rd recruiting class and we're being picky, I'm not against, okay, you got four commits. This ain't about talking shit about four commits. If you get if your four commits are defensive linemen, offensive linemen, linebackers that I know are gonna be able to come in and contribute, I'm not tripping. Sometimes it ain't about how big a class is. You can sign 30 kids. If 30, if, if 20 of them can't play, it's a bad class. I don't care what their stars are. Or you can sign 15 kids. But you got 15 dogs, it's a great class. But we just kind of, okay, we got this running back here, and we got a receiver there, and we got an athlete here. It don't mean shit. So I expect... This is my expectations for recruiting because we're talking expectations again. I expect Virginia Tech to have a top 25 recruiting class. I don't think that's insane for me to expect that. At one point when I was coming up and through my teenage years and even my adult years, Virginia Tech is recognized as a top 25 program in the country. Am I tripping or is that the truth? Through my whole life, but through most of my life, Virginia Tech is known as a top 25 program. It might not be top five, might not be top 10. But anywhere between 15 and 25, Virginia Tech, when you start talking to fans, it don't sound insane to them. So why should it sound insane to have a top 25 recruiting class? How come if I bring up having a top 25 recruiting class, people act like I said a dirty word or <gasps> what, what do you expect? I expect this team to at least live up to their name, to live up to their logo. Now, like I said earlier, that logo is in danger of no longer being a top 25 program, just in people's minds and just slipping down into being Memphis or slipping down into being ECU. Could that damn show how we're carrying things like a small, like a small school instead of, you know, people clamoring for us to be that monster that we should be. But, uh, yeah, man, 83rd recruiting class. That's it, it, You cannot spin that. That's horrible. I don't care if it's June. Uh, I don't care if it's right after National Signing Day. The 83rd ranked class is, is, is bad. For Virginia Tech, it's, it, that's awful. That is terrible recruiting. That's awful recruiting. When you under there with the likes of, like I said, Army recruiting better than you, Army, a service academy. They don't even get football players to go to Army. They get dudes like, hey, man, like, they got people who their future isn't even in football. They get guys who got way better, more important things than football going on in their life to go to Army. And right now, they sitting with a better recruiting class than Virginia Tech, a football, a football factory, a program. Virginia Tech is a football program. Army... The, Army midshipmen? No, they're not the midshipmen. Whatever they are. That's a service. That's a service academy. God bless the troops. This ain't shade the army. But people need to step their expectations up and expect more from this coaching staff. And you, you can still be a fan and say, dog, the 83rd class, that's crazy. Y'all don't think that's crazy? You don't you don't look at it. How can you go on the internet? And defend this level recruiting and not look like a fucking clown. Look in the mirror and see a clown in the mirror. Come on, man. 
How can you defend Army having a better recruiting class as it currently stands? How can you defend that, call, you know, talk bad about me, argue with me, and look in the mirror and not see a fucking clown? That's crazy. Step your expectations up. Um, no, we are never, because people will say, we'll never recruit like Alabama. No, of course not. Not until we start cheating. Not saying Alabama cheats, but we would need to cheat to compete on that level. Some big bags would need to get dropped off. Of course. I ain't saying that. I ain't saying uh, nothing different. But uh, come on with the craziness. Man, just because we can't recruit on the level with Bama or Clemson don't mean that we got to recruit on the level with Army. We should have top 25 classes, man. And the same thing with, you know, expectations for Virginia Tech. I always said as a Virginia Tech fan, we should be in a playoff discussion Every four or five years. Let me say that again. Slowly. Because people going to want to argue. Virginia Tech should be in the playoff discussion. Not in the playoffs like a one seed or some shit. Virginia Tech should put together a playoff run. How about that? Virginia Tech should put together a playoff run. Every four or five years. That means. If Virginia Tech was to miraculously put together a playoff run in 2019. Of course, you got to rebuild, build the roster back up. That don't mean be some shit in the, in the next four years. But, you know, you rebuild, you, you know, you go to eight-win season, a nine-win season, a ten-win season, and then that seniors and redshirt seniors and redshirt juniors, that veteran-laden team put together a top-ten program. And whether we make the, the playoffs or not, you know, that's where we should fall at. And you only going to get to that by recruiting. And it's not just by bringing in four-star receivers. It's, that's not how you build a team. Or, or, or the occasional four-star safety. Or, you know, no. Championship teams are built on depth. Championship team is built on defensive linemen and offensive linemen. Not four-star receivers. That's not how championship. That's not how champions are made. When Clemson had their best... Cause we everybody like everybody likes to compare shit to Clemson, 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 Clemson. When Clemson had their best receiving core, uh, Nuke Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, Martavis Brown, they had all these receivers all across the board. They still didn't win a national title. You don't win. You don't win with receivers. Not saying it ain't nice to have you know great receivers and and this ain't this ain't shade to the because right now Virginia Tech as it currently stands we do have a good core of receivers I love our receivers but do I think this do I think that receiving core we have can carry us to a to a uh, ACC championship absolutely not let's be realistic so that's that's where I'm at with it man. So this is a, a, a conversation we need to have as fans. This is a dialogue. And like I said, my DMs are open. My mentions are open. I don't really, I mean, I allow everybody, say what you want. Uh, the dialogue is open. Um, and just tell me how you feel about it as a Virginia Tech fan. What are your expectations? Do you think I'm crazy that, Every four or five years, we should put together a playoff run or a playoff 
Yeah, playoff team. Or should we never just should we just be happy that we even got a football team? And I'm tripping. And we should be we're blessed to have, you know, to play in games with Cincinnati in in Annapolis, Maryland. That that's the standard. And we should be we're blessed to get anything better than that. Um is a top twenty five recruiting class just unrealistic. I know we had the twenty six recruiting class last year. And people was telling me to suck a dick and uh, fuck you, all this other stuff. But is um is a top twenty five recruiting class unattainable for Virginia Tech? Let me know. Uh, like I said, and like I said, follow me on Twitter at donv seven five seven underscore. Follow my Instagram at donv seven five seven underscore. I'll see y'all next week, and until then, God bless.